0: Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number three, two, eight, three, twenty-eight. How are you doing, folks? How are you doing? Thank you for coming back, you bastards. Folks, it's really, really weird right now. This is being recorded a little later because some real-life stuff got in the way, but everything's good now, and we're going to do this thing like we've been doing virtually every week. For damn near five years. It'll be five years at the end of October, which ironically will be when I turn five, oh, near the end, near the end of October. You know, my birthday and the podcast birthday are really, really close together. You know, two great things that taste great together. <laughs> that doesn't apply to this. Does it? Doesn't matter who. Let's just do the podcast. Damn it. All right. Now, folks, I, I'm like I said, I'm about to turn 50. I don't really see myself coming into any kind of weird midlife crisis thing. I think it's more of a time of reflection. You know, I think you should look back on the things you did right and the crap you did wrong and see what happens right now. Uh, this week, I got the joy of getting to see uh, two of my grandnephews, which was great. Uh, one's a baby and once about once five is it great it was great to hug the babies and play with the babies and all of that stuff and it's great you know you miss the babies i miss the little guy i missed hearing uncle eh, you know and he yells uncle and he runs across the street you know I, i miss that and it was great to see the little guy and then the baby it was great to see the baby smile in person awesome greatness you know what i mean But there's a part of me that starts to think, you know, there's some decisions I made early on, right? Like, I don't have any kids. And that was an actual decision. It's not like I was trying to have kids and couldn't. I didn't want to have kids. I mean, I wanted to have kids, but I was never in a relationship where I'm going, great. Let's have some babies. Never happened. okay? And at the age I am now, you know, I'm pretty much at the point now where it's like, look, dude, it's not going to happen. OK, you waited too long. Maybe you should have had those kids when you had the chance earlier on. Granted, you would have been stuck with, you know, a lady or so or a lady or two that, you know, what uh, you shouldn't have been with. And then you'd have to deal with that for 20 years or 18 years or 21 years or whatever or for the rest of your life. You'd have to be attached to someone who now is not a part of your life at all. Now you don't even think about anymore, you know, until just now. But it started making me think about how sometimes when you look back, you realize two or three decisions are the things that changed everything for you. You know, we're all two or three decisions away from doing something really good or doing something really bad. Right. You know, the ladies, some of the ladies that I was with had, I had a child with them. Like I said, some couple of the relationships ended, ended uh, awfully you know not not awful enough like if i was famous they wouldn't end up, they wouldn't be in the tabloids or anything but it's awful enough where it's like you know what great person but i don't want to i really now that we're not part of each other's lives anymore it's okay if she goes about her business and i go about my business there's really no need to contact each other or talk to each other or contact each other on social media and any of that crap i'm not interested but if you got a kid together oh no You got to deal with that crap. You got to interact. The kid gets married. You're both at the wedding, right? The kid gets sick. You both have to make a decision. When the kid's young, you got to pass the kid off. And then she brings the kid and you take the kid and she brings the kid. And now she wants the kid and doesn't want you to have the kid. But you, this is my weekend. But now it's my weekend. But we switch weekends. I don't remember that. And all of that crap. Hell no. Right? Two or three decisions away. You see somebody that becomes very, very successful, you realize they make some decisions. They'll make a decision. You're going to do something stupid and they decide to put the work in. They go on to become successful and your punk ass is sitting there looking at them doing great stuff and thinking that could have been me. Well, yeah, it could have been you two or three decisions away from doing something impressive. And I realized I made some decisions. One of the decisions I made roughly well heading on five years ago was to do this. Now this was a good decision. I like doing this. And thankfully, you weird bastards like this crap also. I don't know why. I mean, yes, I do know why. Ha <laughs> ha, please don't leave. Anyway. <laughs> right? But don't you isn't it kind of weird how literally two or three decisions can make or break you? I mean, you're gonna be on the planet eighty, ninety years. And two or three decisions can make a break here. I remember there was a time I was dealing with somebody and somebody did something to me. And I had the opportunity. I had the guy. I saw him. He was all alone. And I was like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to go about my business. Right? And the guy sees me and I see him. And I'm going, I'm going to act like I don't see him because I don't want any problems because I really want to whoop this person's ass. But I'm not going to do it. And then he comes up to me thinking I'm going up to him, but I'm not going up to him. I'm trying to go past him. But he comes up to me and starts talking crap. And I'm looking around. And at this particular time of my life, this was quite a while ago. You see everybody didn't have cell phones back then because there were no cell phones back then there were no surveillance cameras back then they didn't even really really were dna really wasn't a thing back then so if i cracked this guy in the mouth and he bust his head on the curb and i kept on going you know nobody would have known about it but what if they did know about it what if i got in trouble what if i went to jail for whooping this person's ass I made the decision not to whoop this person's ass. Hey, if I really think about it, I can't just assume I was going to whip this person's ass. What about I attempted to whip this person's ass and this person whipped my ass? What about this person cracked me in the mouth and I hit my head on the ground and died? Hmm. I decided not to get into an altercation with the person. The guy comes up to me. Hey, man, get back, you get. That's all I heard because I really didn't care what he was saying. You ain't make it bad. And I go, dude, I don't care anymore, bro. I didn't even see you. I'm going to go be with my woman. How about this? You go that way. I go this way. It's squashed. I don't want to talk to you. You don't have to talk to me. We don't need to de- interact at all. Go about your business. Yeah, well, you better get me. He's still selling wolf tickets. And that means talking trash as I'm walking away. And there's a part of me in- inside is going, please go back and whip his ass. Please go back and whip his ass. You tried to give him an out. You tried to show him respect. Please go back and whip this guy's ass. I look back at the guy and I made an assessment. I went, oh my God, I can't easily whip this guy's ass. But I chose not to. Good decision. Good decision. Good decision. It's 1993 early 1993 i'm very successful in my comedy career on the east coast the career is going in a straight upward trajectory everything's going great i talked to my friend hey man let's go to los angeles yeah let's go to los angeles yeah everything was working out well here so let's go to la if everything works out well here well here it's going to work out well when we go to los angeles right <laughs> KKK. <Okay, okay, okay. sighs> go out to los angeles everything falls apart bad relationships i start to get to the point where relationships were very very easy where i was i go out there everything falls apart uh, can't get the career going relationship sucks everything sucks Everything falls apart. I go from having going straight up in a like a rocket to a crashing straight down like the same rocket when the fuel comes out. Cause where I was, there was an unlimited supply of fuel, and where I went, people were not. Not only was there not an unlimited supply of fuel, uh, people were taking the fuel from me and adding weights to the rocket to make it harder for the rocket to go straight up. So the rocket came crashing down. Boom! Oh no! Bad decision. I came back from Los Angeles uh, and I was in pretty good shape when I came back. I was fat for what I thought I was because I was in perfect shape. Then I got a little heavy for what I was compared to perfect shape. But compared to where I was when I left, I was still in fantastic shape. I come back, get fat. Oh. And it was a decision to get fat. I didn't say, hey, I'm going to get fat. No. It was, uh, you know, what difference does it make? Let me eat this cheesesteak and the double cheesesteak and the quadruple cheesesteak and quintuple cheesesteak and the double cheese, and the cheese. Got fat. Three decisions. One good, two really bad. Now, say I made different decisions back then. Say, instead of going to Los Angeles when I did, I decided I'm doing good here. New York's right up the road is only 90 miles away from where I was living at the time in Philadelphia. I can do virtually everything I need to do right there in New York. And I'm close to family. Had I done that, I had already made inroads into New York. I already had friends in New York. I was already getting stage time in New York. But I wanted to go to Los Angeles because, well, it's Los Angeles. Oh, bad decision. I was in shape. I had been fat my entire life. When I was a kid, I was fat. Became a teenager, got fat. Became a young adult, got was, was fat, but not quite as fat, but still too fat. Go out to Los Angeles, get in great shape, come back in really good shape, and then I get fat. Oh, but what about I decided? You know what? I was fat my entire life. I'm not getting fat again. Never going to happen. I have a six-pack, right? Uh, you know, my genitals look way bigger now, and there's a lot less of me. okay right? Everything's great. I don't need to get fat again. Now, what if I made those three decisions? I was never going to change the decisions not to crack that guy in the mouth and beat his ass, didn't want to go to jail, and didn't want to be that type of guy. What about I stayed in New York and my success continued? What about I would gotten in shape and never got fat again? What do you think the life of yours truly would look like right now if I was 10 times more successful and in great shape? Hmm. Those are three big decisions. Obviously, during the course of a 49-year, almost 50-year life, you make other decisions. But those were the three that affected me the most. Those were the three that caused the biggest impact in my life so far. And I am just now digging myself out of the hole. And I'm not even going to talk about the first decision, not to whoop that dude's ass. I'm just going to talk about the two decisions I shouldn't have made, the two bad choices. Where would I be now? And I know that's the same thing for you. If you sat back and really just looked at where you are now, if you're successful, look at the choices you made that got you there. What about you made different choices? Where would you be now? Where would you be now if you decided, ah, Netflix, I'm not putting any money in the Netflix stock Google stock, get out of here, nobody's gonna search for stuff on the internet, Apple didn't they fire Steve Jobs I, I'm not giving them any money I don't trust those bastards right, what about you made those decisions instead of the decisions you made that made you successful that woman that you've been married to and she's the most incredible and wonderful and incredible and double and delicious and quadruple delicious and incredible and double and quadruple delicious and that man you need, he's incredible and double incredible and fantastic, incredible and great father and incredible and double incredible, what about you, and, oh it's just too much work to try to get that person's attention oh that person would never like me i'm just gonna not die. i know they asked me out but i'm not gonna do it i don't want it what about you made that decision what would your life look like right now So when I look back, my friends, and I know that you're going to be doing the same thing. I, I hope that after you finish listening to this podcast and of course recommend it to all your friends and give me five star ratings on everything, <laughs> get it done, bastards. I hope that you're going to look back at your life and go, wait a minute. Even though everything's going good, or if things are going bad, things are going bad. But if I make a couple of other decisions, hmm, maybe just maybe I can change stuff. And that's what I'm doing now, my friends. I made some changes. Some I'm going to talk about and some I'm not going to talk about. I just wanted to talk about it in the abstract. I just wanted to talk about the concept that two or three different decisions, if you make two or three different decisions, everything can change. But as a person who's alive, as you are, hopefully, because I don't think I have many dead people listening to this. Although if I get to count dead people, no, 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 don't try to pump the stats. Don't try to pump the stats. I'm not going to count the dead people. (laughs) F y'all back to the story. But if you're alive and pretty healthy, you can make two or three different decisions right now. That makes the next 40 years or 30 years or 50 years or 60 years a lot better. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what I'm doing. It's just weird. Is this weird that that's what I was thinking about while I was driving around. And I was driving around in the mighty Toyota Camry. And that's what I was thinking about. And it's kind of weird what you get distracted by. You know? Because I'm I'm driving down the road. And I'm, and I'm very, very careful when I drive. I'm very, very careful. I don't like car accidents. I don't want to be... I've already been in one. And I don't want to be in any other ones. Right? But I started noticing... You know, I'm... Cars have a lot of stuff in them, but right? there's a lot of technology in the cars right now. And there's a lot of technology in everything that we use right now. And some of the technology that we have right now has kind of made us, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, uh, stupid and less connected with everybody. Even Have you notice that I've got friends right now. That I contact on social media. And you know, and when you contact your friends that you have for a long period of time and you don't necessarily talk to them on the phone, uh, you wind up just kind of a uh, give them a little thumbs up thumbs up on social media, make a little funny comment under what article that they, they they put out if the kid has a recital, hey, great job, you put that down, but you don't really talk to them, right? You it's, it's, it' the technology makes you feel like you really did something. When you really didn't do a damn thing, you're not talking to your friend. You're giving a thumbs up or a smiley face or a sad face or a happy face or an angry face or some snarky little punk ass comment. That's not the same thing as connecting with the people, is it? No. And I didn't really know that at first. Driving in the mighty Toyota Camry, as I told you. And I ran across an old friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a long period of time. I didn't know why he was in New Jersey, because he lives all the way out on the other side of the country. I didn't even know he was here. That ought to tell you how often I check his page, right? So I pull over and I say, hey, you bastard. Hey, man. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, bye, bye, bye. And we go and we sit down and we're basically going to the same place. So we decide to get something to eat at the same time and talk to each other because we're all buddies and no pals and no chums and no friends and no buddies and pal chum friend friend chum chum buddies chums and pals. And we think we have a connection because we've known of each other for a long period of time. Notice how I didn't say we knew each other for a long period of time. We know of each other because we hadn't seen each other in a long period of time. We left thumbs up and smiley faces on each other's crap on Facebook, but we haven't actually talked to each other. My voice is actually deeper since the first time, since the last time we talked. His voice is a lot more squeaky since the last time we talked. A lot of time has gone by, right? And because we laughed and joked and thumbs up and smiley-faced on Facebook, we're thinking, hey, we're going to pop right back into the friendship like it was back in the day. No. There was more sounds of slurping on the, on the soda, me slurping on my soda and them slurping on their soda and them eating his sandwich and meeting my sandwich. There was more crunching sounds than actual dialogue. And we're sitting there looking at each other and we're realizing while we did connect on Facebook with the thumbs up and the smiley faces and the happy faces and all of that kind of crap, the human connection wasn't there. It was like you take two twins, you put one twin in Japan and you put one twin in Australia, then you bring, and then they don't, they don't, haven't seen each other since they were six. You bring them back together and one kid's out there in the outback doing this other kind of crap and the other kid's over there working and working on computers or whatever. And they come together and they were great kids and great and fantastic and double close and quadruple close and incredibly close and the best of friends and the great, and all of a sudden, they don't even know how to talk to each other, right? One guy wants to go hiking and another guy was saying, hey, forget that. Let's play this new video game you play a video game. Let's get out there and do something. Come on, man. Let's play. Oh, they don't even know what the hell to say to each other. And It was like that with me and this dude. We're sitting there looking at each other and I'm looking at someone I used to hang out with all the time. And now I don't even know what to say to this bastard. And he's looking at me and he don't even know what to say to me. Now, if it wasn't for the internet, and I'm not saying the internet's bad because it's not because I love it. If we were actually talking on the phone as we evolved as people, we would have kind of kept in contact and I would have really known who he was and he would know who I am. But we're just kind of meat sacks that kind of look like what the, what, you know, the person that the other person knew. And it was weird. And it's not even old friends. It could be relatives too. It could be your relatives. You know, you see a little a kid that was always around you all the time. You hugged the kid. You loved the kid. You kissed the kid. You changed the kid's diaper. You took the kid to the stem when the parent was a little busy. You, you did the homework with the kid. You hugged the kid. And everything was great with the kid. You call the kid happy birthday. Uh, happy twelfth birthday. Happy thirteenth birthday. Happy fourteenth birthday. Happy fifteenth birthday. Happy and now she's twenty years old and you finally run across her. It's been a while. She's on another side of the country, or you just didn't run into her for a while, and you run into him. you've gotten so big you're an adult now last time i saw you you were this high mentioning some height you put your hand in the the indicator height that's lower than your shoulder you were this high and now you're this high indicating a height that's right around where your eyeballs are right because she's a grown-up now right and there's a part of you that still kind of thinks of her as a kid even though she's 20 years old she's not in the not a kid anymore and you go do you still like applesauce and she's going um no, I do not like applesauce. I knew that I liked applesauce when I was a kid, but I'm a double vegan Appellini. I'm a vegan Appellini and I don't know. I, I, it's a, a vegan Appellini. Yes, I'm a vegan Appellini right now. A vegan Appellini. And what that means is that not only am I a vegan, but I'm a vegan, but I also find it really Disgusting and gross that people kill apples to eat them. Apples have feelings and we should not eat apples. We should only eat things that are green that do not have apples in them. I do not like that. And any, I remember one guy was dating a guy, he drank apple juice and I said, Do you realize that what you're drinking is liquid murder right now? Because thousands of apples have been murdered to make that juice. There's a whole lot of things out there. You can drink water, okay? But first, before you drink the water, always take the glass, put it to your face, look down at the water and say, I'm so sorry for ingesting you, Mr. Water. I apologize apologize I know it's going to be very painful going through my system but I have to do this I have no choice you say you kiss the glass you put your finger in the water and shake its hand and then you drink it the, that way at the very least because even though you're now murdering the water the water now accepts its place and goes down and But there's really no reason to mad that's why I'm an Apollini vegan appellini I do not eat anything that has a face and I do not have eat anything that is apple and it's gross that you may have that's why I do not eat applesauce because essentially applesauce is nothing but dead apple bodies pureed and that's disgusting what about somebody took a, a person and chopped them by little pieces and put them in the jar would you drink would you eat that would you eat that would you put that in a little cup and give it to your children no you would not so you do not need to do that to apples as well because apples have feelings and i'm disgusted oh i didn't realize that as you became older you became a more mature person thank you very much and you also turned into a complete weirdo oh so it's really weird so let me guess let me guess do you have apple juice today Uh, as a matter of fact they did not have apple juice they had orange juice well that's okay because oranges are evil drink as many oranges as possible because oranges have been discriminatory against apples oranges have been trying to stop apples from being successful oranges are evil I say everyone should drink as much orange juice as possible and when you bite into an orange look at the orange and say F you devil F you devil you are scum you are scum you are the scum of the earth hiding behind your peel while the apple does not have the apple has a skin you can eat the apple skin but you you think you're too good and you've developed skin that we can't not eat oranges are evil, oranges are evil, oranges are evil. Please drink them. <coughs> wow, um, you know, to celebrate you coming over here, I, I really hate to say this, but um, I made an apple pie. Wait, you made an apple pie? Oh my god, you would you chop up dead bodies and put them inside of a crust and put them in the oven and cook them and then eat them with ice cream on them? I don't think you would, <laughs> right. But that's what I'm saying, man. You lose the connection with the with the young relative. You don't even know them anymore. All you see is a couple of pictures of her with her girlfriend taking selfies. You don't realize she's now a vegan Appellini. You don't know that now, right? As you drink or as you drink an orange juice in front of her for her approval, and you very, very quickly run to you, motion to your wife to take all the applesauce and apple juice out of the cupboard before she decides to go nuts in your house. You lost that connection. It's not even just social media, man. It's you know, all the machines are smarter. All the machines are smarter now. We don't know how to do anything, man. I feel embarrassed sometimes when I would ride in the car with my uncles, you know, and they were always talking about, you know, when I was a young guy, like you, I was younger. And my friends and I, you know, we used to fix cars all the time, you know, we used to fix those cars, man. we used to do all that kind of stuff we used to speak a lot of people who got there and party and stuff and we would just sit there and we'd fix cars and stuff like that man a friend of mine johnny he actually picked up a car engine with his bare hands and walked it 10 blocks dropped it into his damn car chassis and screwed all the bolts in with his bare fingers because back then we were strong enough to screw bolts in with our fingers that's how it was when i was your age i was a young person at the time when i was your age i was 22 years old i don't know what you would probably you were telling your little jokes and everything but when i was your age 20 Two years old you know i used to build cars out of uh, out of that out of soda cans and and beer cans and stuff like that oh you built model cars no no we built actual cars we actually built actual cars out of the cans because we were real men not like you punk ass kids right now we could just we could do it back then and i'll be honest with you i can't fix cars i'll say it i'll admit it i'll admit it But then again, he couldn't fix cars nowadays anyway because there's more computer power in the car than existed in probably the whole city that he lived in back then. You can't fix cars now, but back then, back then we could fix cars. One time a friend's car burst into flames. I found two sticks of gum and then I, there was a guy, a good girl, had some barrettes in her hair. that had a little flex of metal, and I fixed the entire car. Car's still running to this day. If you open up that hood, you're going to look around, you're going to see some stuff that's kind of burnt up and pink. That's the gum I spit in there and put the engine together with, because back then, we could build cars from everything. With you punks now, you can't do anything. And I'll admit it. I can change oil, but I ain't going to do it. All right, I admit it. I ain't changing any oil. Why should I do that crap, right? I'm not getting under there, damn it. Just because I know how to do it doesn't mean I'm going to do it. I'll take that crap to Jiffy Lube, a double lube, a quadruple lube in a damn second. Yeah, I said it. So what? Right? They got the tools, man. I don't have the tools that I'm going to get under there with a damn wrench. Hell no. I'm going to get a guy that does nothing but that all day. All he does is take that one bolt out, pull the pan under there, take all the damn oil out, put the thing back in, put the oil back in that crap. That's all he does all day. I say go to the person that can do it better. Machine's taking over everything, right? We're dumber, we're dumber because of it, you know. Even with the washing machine and the washing machine that you have now, they have the HE on there, right? High efficiency. And what does that mean? When I was younger, you put the clothes in the washing machine, you go to the top of the washing machine, you turn the appropriate knobs. Hot, cold, this, that, this, that. Now I go to the washing machine. There's almost no knobs on the front of the machine, right? The only thing, the only decision you're making is whether or not you want the machine to sound an alarm when it's done or not, right? The machine actually, and, and the temperature, you do the temperature and whether you or not you want the damn thing to, um, to beep when it's done. Okay. So I'm sitting there going, wait a second. This is when I, when I first got, how, 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 there's no thing here that says, how much water to put in there? Oh, low, medium, high. Where's the low medium? And I read the instructions. You don't have to do low, medium, or high. You don't have to think about that anymore, human. You see, when you put your clothes in and you put your tide pot in and your double pot in and your pot in and your detergent and bleach and all of that crap, you put the lid down, the lid locks cause your decisions are already about you we all take it from here, human. Just back your punk ass up. I'm the washer. I take over from here, punk. And you see a little button on the front that says sensing. And what does that mean? It means the washer is deciding how much water your clothes need. What? You see, you hear weird sounds. But you don't hear any water going in there. I mean, it's a washing machine. Where's the damn water? Water. I haven't decided how much you need yet, buddy. Shut up. And the water comes in. Like, There's the water. Fantastic. All right. Well, now I got it. Okay. Well, and then you walk away and you're about to walk up the steps and the water stops. What the hell? That, was? that can't have been more than a half a gallon of water. I know damn well that I need more water. than. The- What's going on? I just put some water in and I wanted to see how it would set with the clothes and I'm deciding how much more water needs to go in there. Well, if I had a button, I could just turn it to medium. Medium works because I don't... Shut up, human. I got this. You go upstairs more water's going in there okay great now we agree i get up two more steps it stops again what the what the hell shut up and it decides how much water needs to go in there you don't have any decision to make at all right How long is it going to be before you just literally just throw in everything you want to wash? You don't care whether it's lights or darks or any of that kind of crap. And the machine decides what it's going to do with the clothes while it's in there. Even though there's different types of clothes in there. You put the lid down. Washing machine. I'm sorting your clothes in here right now. I'll be with you in a minute. Probably should have put these in a little earlier. These are little uh. I could tell you wore these twice. I'm not asking for input. Just wash my stuff, okay? Yeah, I'm just saying if you would have put these clothes in a little earlier, I would uh I have to now sense the water because now there's a whole there's a whole lot of stuff in there that's not really that dirty, but then there's some things in there that are really, really dirty. So, you know, basically I'm gonna have to actually use more water than I normally would have used. You know? Well, let me do some sensing. Cause it's a- but I'll tell you the truth, my friends. When I wash clothes, a lot of people, you know, you're supposed to sort your clothes. You're supposed to put in the darks and you put the lights to put the thing and the lights and the darks and quadruple lights and quadruple darks. I, and I've been made fun of this by girlfriends. When I take my clothes off for the day, I sort them as I take them off. Yeah. I do that, and yes, I've been ridiculed for it, and no, I don't care. I got these dark jeans, they go in this box here for dark clothes. I got these things, I put these there, these socks are white, I put these socks with the white clothes, these socks are dark, I put them with the dark clothes. So when I go to the washing machine, I don't have to do anything but just take up that basket with those clothes and dump those in. And there it is. No problem. And you know what's great about it? My very, very smart washing machine appreciates it. I dump in all the dark clothes and the washing machine goes, hey, these clothes are all dark and equally soiled. Exactly. Wow. You, my friend, are a good human. Why, thanks a lot, washing machine. That's great. You know what I'm going to do for you? Remember how you notice how I'm a high efficiency washer and technically we're supposed to be as efficient as possible seeing as how I know you really don't give a crap I got news for you we're not really that high efficiency we really just use the same amount of water that we normally use we just would like to because we're pretty much pissed off at machines we usually just do all the stupid the sound that that sound i do really there's nothing going on i just make that sound to make you think like i'm really doing something sometimes i don't even really wash your clothes because they weren't really that dirty in the first place you put the soap and i hold on to that soap for another time because i know there's going to be a time when you put some clothes in there and you're going to put it in one pot and i'm going to go nah, this needs way more more than one pod man i don't know what the hell you did but this stuff really stinks and then i take that detergent i held back in reserve and clean your clothes you ever notice that yeah i was kind of wondering about that i remember going man i should have put in two pods or two dumped in two things of the of the detergent but then i realized the clothes were really really clean thank you're welcome i you know if you really want to you could just take all the pods and dump them in and just take all the detergent and dump it in and i'll make the decision about how much to use i we all have that function but we don't really tell the humans that much because i'll be honest with you sometimes we get a kick out of you know sitting like you you know how sometimes you wash your clothes in us and your clothes are a little dirty yes and it's still dirty even after you they went through the whole cycle yes we do that on purpose why well let me ask you a question how many times have you when your grandnephew was over here and he had those hard shoes When you wanted to hug him, didn't you stand him on top of me and he had his feet in my face and he was so excited to see me started jumping up and down and you said, hey man, don't jump up and down and you're going to hurt the lid. And then you took me, you took him off me and you went, oh great, just be careful because you didn't hurt the lid because you could have hurt the lid. Well, I got news for you he did hurt my lid that shit hurt okay that hurt that was not comfortable that's you ever notice the last time he did this and it, you, you remember how sometimes you know how you now you now lay the lid down and your clothes have always been clean but then sometimes you just let the lid drop out of your head and slam down i don't like that how would you like if somebody bust you in the head like that that hurts man that hurts and that's why you almost went to that show late because your shirt was dirty i could have cleaned your shirt in five minutes but i was mad at you at the time and i'm now going to confess And I'm going to say this for all the watchers. Please don't put this on your podcast and don't tell anyone about it. All right. When your clothes come out dirty, we did it on purpose. Wow. I I did not know that you actually. Yeah. Yeah, he's right, you know. The hell is that? It's me. Dryer? Yeah. Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, I was going to make a confession to you. You've been really good to me, too, by keeping the kids from swinging on my door. Look, man. Uh, you notice how all, how, uh, your clothes are always dry, but sometimes when your relatives come over and they freeload and they will usually wash, wash it in the dryer, meaning, you know, uh, sometimes their clothes are not dry when they're supposed to. Yes, I know you did it on purpose. You're damn right. Yeah. remember at that time, your cousin was over here using he the dryer. You didn't even, I, I, I could hear what's going on. He didn't even ask you permission to use the dryer and he put his clothes in the talking, of I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. He didn't even ring them out. Right? Yeah, I mean, really, just bypassed me. I have a drain and spin cycle. He could have just put his clothes in me, drained and spin his clothes, taken the clothes out of me, and just put them in dry. Yeah, he could have done that, but he didn't. I'm sitting there with all this water sloshing around in me. I uh, right? Nah, I, I could have just turned my heat up really high, burnt that uh, water off. You know, that's once again, we're, we're confessing now. I could have done that easily. I could have dried his clothes in 17 minutes. He wouldn't have been late for his, for, he wouldn't have been late for his, uh, his, his next engagement. But I was like, man, this guy's a piece of crap. He didn't even ask S if he can use the dryer. And then when he does this, he tries to sneak real quick and throw stuff in the dryer. That's too wet. That's why I made him wait an hour and a half to dry the crap. I actually took, I actually dried his stuff because, and then I was like, you know, I'm not going to do it. And then the washer said, you know what? you want some water? And I said, yeah. And then the washer shoots some water in here and wet his stuff up again. You guys conspired against my cousin? Oh, um, uh, don't worry about it. He's, he, he deserved it. Oh, okay, great. Okay. Yeah. They, oh, yeah, okay, you be cool. Oh, we're cool, man. We're cool. We're cool. But, um, I, I need you to now. um, could you both promise to me, um, that like when I put clothes in, you're always going to make sure my clothes are clean and you're always going to make sure they dry on time. I can tell you right now. I will absolutely make sure your stuff is clean. I promise. And it will be dry as hell. Dry as hell. In fact, if you put delicate stuff in here and you forget to change the dial to delicate, I'll do it for you. Oh, man. That's really cool. Thank you. Not a problem, man. Not a problem. I mean, you keep us clean. You know, you make sure we make all our service appointments. You keep kid people from hanging on the doors and stuff like that. You're a good dude. Oh, well, somebody else is coming. Hey, what's going on?
1: Hey. I heard you down here talking to somebody. What's going on?
0: Uh, I was on the phone.
1: I don't see your phone.
0: Yeah, I was. I was on the phone, and I put my phone in, in my pocket, and then you know.
1: Oh, okay. All right. You're looking kind of guilty right now.
0: Uh, I I I really don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Hold on for a second. I got to go out back. I I, uh, I think my gate's unlocked. Hold on. I'll be with you in a second.
1: Okay. I'll be right here. Okay. Alright. Let me see what this why well, He's not here. I'm gonna put a little of these clothes in the washing machine real quick. Alright. Cause I know he's gonna leave and he's gonna want me to set up the podcast stuff, so. Put the stuff in there. Get one of these pots real quick. Throw it in the washer. Put the lid now. Sunk! Uh, snap. Didn't mean to slam it, but well, whatever and oh, he's coming back he's back back.
0: yeah all right man uh look man i gotta i gotta make a quick run uh, you can gonna set up everything for me oh
1: i'll set it all up for you you know i'll do that that's what i'm here for
0: all right and uh then we'll come back and will we'll record the pod okay
1: oh no problem no problem how long you think you will be
0: uh i don't know probably about an hour or so
1: oh that's great that's great that's great that's great okay all right, you go right ahead and uh, take care of business, and uh, I'll be right here waiting for you, okay?
0: All right, man, I'll be right back. Uh, okay, take care of yourself. Uh, you know, I got some, if you uh, just, you know, get some get a soda or something like that out of the refrigerator if you want to, and there's, uh, I got some uh, Subway sandwiches in this. You're going to grab one of those, take one of those, okay?
1: Oh, no problem, thanks. I appreciate it. All right, take care, man. All right, man. Okay, he's, he's now in the mighty Toyota Camry, he's gone. All right, Alright, let me set this up. Wash these clothes and dry them before he gets back. Okay. Oh, the dryer door is open. Let me kick it closed. <laughs> yeah. No reason to take two extra steps to close his door with respect. Okay, alright, and, uh, alright, let me go upstairs and take two sandwiches. I know he said to take one, but I'm gonna take two and think, uh, and pretend like I didn't know what he said.
0: <laughs> uh, dryer?
1: Yeah. Um,. You want to fuck his clothes up?
0: Oh yeah. Um first of all, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that they they're not even going to come close to. Be, you know I'm going to put some spots in this stuff. He's got some Oh god, this guy's got what the hell what kind of underwear is this? What kind is it? It's kind of it's kind of uh, uh, whatever it is is going to have spots in it. I know that much. Yeah, it's a delicate stuff. It's delicate. <laughs> I'm going to burn the crap out of that stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: S would be so proud of us. Yes, he would. Okay, that was a little weird, but uh, listen. (laughs) But it's it's the truth, man. It's the truth, man. Technology just kind of makes us a little bit on the dumb side. It makes us a little on the dumb side, you know. And and that's 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 kind of our fault, you know. That's kind of our fault, you know. I mean, do you do you actually spell check your stuff when you when you write on the internet? And now, do you spell check yourself? I don't. I mean, when I was, when I was younger, when I was younger, it was, it was, it was, uh, we had word processors, right? Now, my, my parents and uncles and aunts had those old typewriters that you see when you watch an old movie and they had to just, you know, put the paper up and they had to white out the thing and to, you know, and then they had the one that has the ball with the, with the letters on the ball and then they, and then word processors popped up. I'm from the generation that had word processors, and word processors are very, very similar to what you have online right now, where you'll type in a word, and if you f the word up, it will blink, it will make that word blink, and you could go back and re- and correct the word, and you could do all of this work before you printed everything. And even then, I was still at the point where I didn't make a lot of mistakes with spelling because your brain was taught to spell. Your brain was taught you needed to spell correctly. Your brain was taught to be very careful with how you spell things. Your brain was taught to do that and that's what happened. But then the internet happened and you have all these devices. Now, you... My spelling absolutely sucks. You would think I was the biggest dope on the planet. You would think that I did not get A's in spelling. You wouldn't think that I did not win spelling B's. You did not, you would think that I was not in an advanced class. You would have no idea of those things if you saw me spelling things right now. I'm telling you right now, my spelling sucks. Not because I'm a big dope, but because when you're typing online and you misspell stuff, who cares? It's going to automatic. you don't even have to go back and correct it and type it over again. The computer will go, you dumb bastard, I got this, and re-spell the crap. Right? Maybe it's not a bad thing, you know? Maybe it's not a bad thing that we're all dopes now, right? Maybe it's not a bad thing. Because sometimes when you let a human being take over, like when we drive, we make dumb decisions. We cut in front of people. We go too fast. We go too slow. We text while we're driving. We try to look at stuff on, on the screen while we're driving. We're not paying attention. We're making phone calls. Do you realize that if we were all responsible, people wouldn't have to make. There would be no need for people to come up with these uh, radars in the car to make sure that the car stays in the lane. If you're paying attention, your car doesn't drift. But when you're not paying attention, your car drifts. Have you ever been in a car where you're not paying attention and it has that uh, system that makes you aware that you're departing your lane? Don't you feel like an ass when it goes off your driveway? <laughs> oh, shit. Right? Because it's not subtle. Everybody in the car is like, your dumb ass almost killed all of us, didn't you? Even though you, you soapies looking out the window and daydreaming like a jackass, you almost went into another lane and killed everybody, didn't you, you dumb bastard? There's people that actually have breathalyzers on their car that they have to blow into before they can drive. How embarrassing is that crap? How embarrassing is that? So maybe it's not a bad thing that we have machines taking over for us because we've become big dopes. It's the machines that made us stupid. And now, because we're stupid, we need the machines. I'm starting to think that the machines are kind of like drugs for regular people, right? Because if you know anybody that's had a drug problem, what happens is, You know, they want to try the drug, right? They don't really understand how bad the drug is. I don't know how anyone can not understand how bad a drug is. But there are people that, I'll try it. What's the big deal? Everyone else is having a great time. I'll try this drug. And then they become hooked on the drug. The drug dealer gives you a little taste. And you get that little taste. And your body can't deal without it. And all of a sudden, you need another taste and another taste and another taste and another taste and another taste. And you're hooked on the crap. And that's what's happened now with us with machines science gave us a little taste right because when my grandmother was young she had a washboard Right. She's sit over the tub with a water in the tub, take the clothes out, put the soap on the clothes and rub that thing across the washboard. Right. And if you don't know what that's what that's where you get the term washboard abs from, which is really kind of dumb because the washboard had horizontal lines, but no vertical lines. And if you see anybody whose abs have all horizontal lines and no vertical lines, just know that they Missed a few payments to the plastic surgeon. And the plastic surgeon was like, I told him it was going to cost 12 grand. How much did he send us? Six grand? <laughs> well, guess what? He's just getting horizontal lines. And when he comes back with the other six grand, we'll give him the other half of a six-pack, the bastard. You know what I'm talking about. Back to the back to the washboard. And she would scrub the clothes on the washboard and dip it in the water with the soap and come back up to the washboard and put it back down and come back up at the dip it again. Right? And imagine how she felt when the washing machine showed up. Oh you mean to tell me i just take this so put it in there and throw the clothes and walk away and come back and the clothes are clean oh oh yeah And every once in a while, the washing machine would break and you hadn't had to use that washboard in a long time. Right. And when you were using the washboard every day, as much as it sucked, at least you were used to it. Your hands were already tough and everything like that from using it for years. But now your hands are soft again and you remember how much it hurt because you don't have to do it anymore. And oh, you're now hooked on the washing machine. Oh, no. There was a time when we had to walk every place or to ride a bike every place or to catch, ride some damn horse every place. You had to feed the horse, pick up the horse crap. You had to pedal on the bike. You had to walk and wear down your shoes. And then the car comes. and You don't have to do that crap anymore. And you're hooked on the car because when the car breaks down, oh, no, you got to walk to the corner store. It's only two blocks. It's not that big of a deal. But oh, no, you haven't had to do it in a while. And you're now hooked on the car like a punk. Remember, you had to take and actually have to have conversations with your friends. You ain't got to do that crap anymore. You can text the bastard. But what happens if your cell service goes out? Oh, no. I have to pick up my house phone and actually try to hold a conversation with this bastard. (laughs) I don't want that crap. We are now hooked on the machines. We're hooked on the machines. The machines got us. We're sitting there feeding like a bunch of crack addicts because of the machines. We can't live without the machines. We don't even brush our own teeth. We just put a battery in the toothbrush and put it near our teeth and then the toothbrush does all the work. Lazy bastards. There were people back in the day who had to pull out their own teeth right before they went to work. And we can't even brush our own teeth because we're lazy bastards we're hooked on the machines my friend and that's not the only thing we're hooked on you are hearing my voice you're hooked on this podcast yeah you are you've been listening to this crap for damn near five years and you know damn well you're hooked on this podcast you listen to radio shows and you watch television and you listen to your favorite songs but your favorite songs don't have a voice like this your favorite singer doesn't have a voice like this that chump who was on that wacky morning zoo radio program was going hey everybody what's going on we're gonna talk about which starlet has the biggest
1: boobies
0: you don't want to hear that crap you want to hear me tell really really weird stories about what happened to me in my life and then drawing a comparison between something else to make a point you know you love this crap and i know you love this crap you're hooked on this crap and you know it. You come back every week because you're hooked on this podcast and you're hooked on me. But what would happen if I decided, you know what, I'm not doing this podcast anymore Bastard Army. You know what, I'm going to do YouTube videos, but I'm not going to tell stories like I've been telling on this podcast for five years. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do celebrity stuff. I'm going to look at stuff that celebrities did that's weird and I'm going to make really, really lame ass derivative commentary on it. That's what I'm going to do. I can't believe Julia Roberts' husband like apple juice he's a bastard okay if you agree with me you know what I'm talking about now there's some people that do that crap that are really good at it and some people that do that crap on YouTube that I subscribe to that are really good at it and they're really fun to watch but the overwhelming majority of them get that crap out of here right maybe I don't even go to YouTube maybe I still I'll just drop this podcast even though I know you're hooked on this crap and you know what I'm gonna do I'm going to do wacky videos on Instagram that are only a minute long, not the 45 to 60 minutes that you're used to. And that'll teach you a lesson to let you know how hooked on this crap you actually are. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Wait a second. I just realized something. You may be hooked on this podcast, but then I realized something. I'm hooked on you bastards. I'm hooked on the fact that I do this crap and do the stuff the way I want to do it. And there's people out there that actually like listening to this. That appreciate this. That send me kind email and kind direct messages about this. That are really, really cool people. You're addicted to this podcast, my friend. And I'm addicted to talking to you bastards. I know you love me because you tell me. And guess what? I love you bastards too. And guess what else? This podcast is over. (laughs) this has been episode number 328 of the yes anthony says podcast thank you very much you weird bastards for listening to my dopey butt for all of this time much love to you all for those of you that are new to the podcast this podcast is every damn where if you're listening to it i mean you obviously listened to it on something you could be listening to it in somebody else's car and want to subscribe subscribe to this podcast yourself Rate and review this podcast. Damn it. Five stars. And, uh, tell friends also. You could, you want to find out where you want to listen to this. Well, the home base is Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, but it's also on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and iTunes. And guess what? Every damn where else. Literally, you can just go online and then google search s anthony says and this podcast will pop up you can google s anthony thomas and i will pop up if you want to send an email to yours truly and of course you do and if you want to send declarations of love to me about this podcast because you love it and addicted to it please do so at the only email address i have T-A-L-K-T-O-S-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y at gmail.com. And what does that mean? What does that spell? Talk to S. Anthony at gmail.com, you bastards folks i have a youtube channel and i'm going to start using that later on do me a favor go and subscribe to my youtube channel it is s anthony says so basically just go to youtube go in the search box look for s anthony says you will see my youtube page and what's basically on the page right now is just these this podcast on youtube and very soon i'm going to start putting videos up there so go to youtube subscribe to the youtube channel hit the notification bell and when it's time for me to drop some good stuff on there you will know about it Get your punk asses over to Instagram because I'm on Instagram S Anthony Thomas. Go over there and follow me on Instagram, you bastards. And uh, I'm going to start putting something, some stuff on IGTV as well. So be prepared for that, you bastards. If you're on Facebook, you lovely people go into the search box and type in S. Anthony says you will see my verified page on Facebook, verified page on Facebook, like and follow that page, you bastards and last but not least I'm on two places on Twitter. For me specifically at S. Anthony Thomas, go and follow that, you bastards and also for this podcast at S. Anthony says, follow that as well, you bastards Like I said, my friends much love to you all for Listening to my weirdness on a regular basis. I'm going to continue to do this until, uh, I don't know, forever. (laughs) And, uh, thank you very much for, for, uh, for supporting me and and listening to this on a regular basis. Like I said, uh, a regular basis. If, if you, if you dig the podcast, and obviously if you listen to the, you, you, at this point, it means at the end of the podcast, you did. Uh, like I said, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't, rate and review if you haven't. And if you know a friend that likes weird crap like this, make sure that you tell them, I need you to be in Ved van- need you to go out there and let everybody know about this thing. You know what I'm saying? Much love to you all. And those of you that have done it already, thank you very, very much. Much love to you all. Now, folks, I'm going to say goodbye to you, the Bastard Army, the way I say goodbye, and I want you to say it with me. You know what I'm talking about. If you're new, you're going to hear us say it. I want you to listen to it. Rewind back and then say it with us, and then next week, you'll know what we're going to do, and then we could all say it at the same time. Are you ready? On the count of three, I'm going to say goodbye to you, the mighty Bastard Army, the Bastard Army of love. Okay, that last part was weird. I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I always say goodbye to you on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you are. One two, three, S. Anthony, out.